Hey there, welcome to this episode of Tennessee Farm to Family. Let our team of extension agents bring the farm to your family. We'll explore all things agriculture and talk about how it gets to your table, fridge, or pantry. Meet farmers, stomp out misinformation, and grab a sneak peek into agri-search and outreach efforts. Welcome to today's podcast. I'm Philip Shelby with UT Ag Extension. I'm housed in Gibson County, and with me today is Jake Mallard, the adult agriculture agent in Madison County, and Daniel Wiggins from uh, Crockett County. He's the agent in Crockett. And today we're doing a Meet the Farmer episode with the Tennessee Farm and Family podcast. Uh, Denton Parkins is the owner proprietor here at the Green Acres Farm. Some of you may know him as a place in Milan to get your strawberries and pumpkins. Uh, and with him is his son, Walker. And we're going to uh, visit with Walker and, and Denton today about the uh, Green Acres Farm and and what they got going on, and uh, I'm gonna pass the mic off to to Jake Mallard, the agent in Madison County, and we're gonna get into our podcast. All right, so we're gonna start off today with just giving you a little brief history of the background of Green Acres Farms here in Milan, Tennessee. Here's Mr. Denton Parkins. Okay. Um I uh, appreciate the opportunity to, I guess, uh, share some some of the history of the farm. Um, um, my grandfather, uh, Denton Fly, uh, started the farm originally in 1941 in the, what is now known as the Milan Army Ammunition Plant. <clears throat> and in 1942 or three, um, government came in there and took over the the. The, the land and just possessed it eminent domain and they were forced off the, the uh, land and so they re- relocated down the road uh, here about three or four miles and uh, bought a 350 acre farm and uh, he was uh, traditionally started off as a row cropper and he um, very got very diversified with uh, cattle and dairy and and into row cropping and uh, but uh, He's the one that the reason we're here today because of of, of, of what he has uh, he he had acquired and and built before us and so we give him the credit. Um, but I am a third generation farmer. And I'm one of eight children, and um, and I've always said I I guess I was the only one that had the uh, I wasn't the smartest of, of of everybody. I was the only one left on the farm. Nobody else wanted any part of it. Uh, but anyway. Um, uh, today, um, we have about 200 acres left on this farm and, uh, uh, mainly what we do is, uh, strawberries and pumpkins and, uh, we do a little row cropping and as I say, just enough for a headache. But, uh, anyway, to get a, a little history on, on how we, how we began, um, we had been in the dairy business on this farm for 50 years, and in 1992, we decided to exit the business due to labor problems and EPA, and uh, and I just didn't want to do it anymore. It was eight days a week and very little money and lots of hard work, so um, I told my parents I wanted out and, and that I would stay to the end. So anyway, we did. We got out. We sold out and got out of the dairy business, and I did a little truck cropping, uh, and my heart, I always wanted to farm, and uh, so um, 
I, I did that on my own, and that was lots and lots of hard work. But I, I made a living, but it was tough. And so I uh, started row cropping, and that, that deal just, just you know, didn't have enough acres and, and stuff, and that didn't work out real well. And uh, But <clears throat> one day, um, you know, I won't ever forget it, but just sitting in the in our kitchen and, and um, had a phone call from Philip Shelby, who was the Gibson County Extension agent, which I didn't know from Adam. He and uh, didn't know me, but uh, he he had told me that uh, Alvin Rutledge from UT Knoxville was coming down. I think the next week. It was pretty short notice, but he was going to be talking about strawberries. And uh, Philip said, "You know, y'all have your location and you have the facilities and and housing." and said, I think that might be a good fit. And he said, are you interested? And I said, absolutely. I said, that's that's right down my alley, and I've always been interested in, in doing strawberries. And, but this was a new thing. It was plasticulture. So um, I went to the meeting, and it was, uh, it was a good little crowd in there, but uh, Alvin Rutledge began uh, talking about the process and, 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 and what it was going to take to um, – do the strawberries on plastic and expense and it was a it was a lot of work to be done with the uh that i had no idea about and it was a big undertaking and currently the only grower in the area was uh, the show family and they had been growing berries for a, a long time in Milan. and um but he was also in the meeting with me and um ended up you know we got into uh, uh, the questions and the more people heard, the more they didn't, nobody said, that's not for me. So people started filing out, ended up nobody was in there but me and Hedrick, and, and we were listening, and and uh, Hedrick, you know, he said, that's, that's more than I want to do. And he said, he said, do you think that you're going to do it? And I said, yeah, I said, I, I, I want to. So um, anyway, we ended up <clears throat> uh, with, through a lot of help with Philip and UT, uh, which wouldn't have been possible, but they got engineers down here to set up the irrigation and devise the system, uh, what it was going to take to set it up and do it right. <clears throat> and if we can't do something right on this farm, we just don't want to do it. So uh, we did, we set it up to, to, I guess, textbook specs or whatever it took to uh, make it work and originally we started out with three acres and we didn't know what in the world we were doing made a big mess and but we also had the best strawberry crop the following year we've ever had in our life and never had another one like it <laughs> that's what's ironic about that but uh, currently uh, we've grown from three acres of berries to ten um, and pumpkins which we've grown on this farm since 1993 um, we're, we're doing 17 of those, and they're also on plastic. And uh, the key is we retail everything we grow uh, in strawberries 100% or probably 90%. And uh, pumpkins, we, we retail everything here on the farm. So um, when I was in school, I did um, the professors, you know, how they uh, taught us that never forget that farmers in a bad position that – we buy everything retail and we sell everything wholesale. Well, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that one out. That doesn't, it's going to be a tough way to make money. So, retail's the way to go, but it's lots of hard work. 
but that's just in a nutshell what, what we're doing here. And uh, my son Walker, um, three or four years ago, is, came back to the farm, and we're excited about it. And he's stepping in to see if this is something that he wants to do. Uh, so I guess that's uh, brief and, and all I have to say. You got any questions? Well, I didn't. Uh, when I first met you, we uh, spent some time looking at what you were currently doing, and we looked at some of your dryland pumpkins. You were growing pumpkins uh, at that time, and I know the plastic culture thing was was new, but I could see where uh, for managing the the area, you know, dryland pumpkins is kind of tough with weeds uh, and and being able to irrigate and that kind of thing, and. One of the things I guess that's always impressed me with the pumpkins is how much uh, value that seems to bring to the the pumpkin crop in terms of the quality of the the pumpkins that we can grow and and uh, offer to the public and uh, the fact that we can use the same plastic uh, that's used uh, in the strawberries for the 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 pumpkin crop and so there was a lot of value in in being able to. Uh, continue your pumpkin interest and and uh, also the same system work for the strawberries but the uh, the pumpkins that you're you're growing and it's out in the field right now when when do you think you'll start your uh, your fall offering to the public of your uh, you know the agritourism aspect of, of your operation when, when's that going to get kicked off well <clears throat> plans are officially uh, uh, September 25th is going to be the official date we'll probably open a few days early before then um, but it takes an enormous amount of labor and time to set up uh, all the activities and and uh, that we have on the farm and uh, but it is our favorite time of the year and something we love to do I know we've visited in times past about your grandfather, and uh, they were also involved in strawberry production. Is that right? That's correct. Um, you know, believe it or not, West Tennessee and I think Gibson County, uh, they biggest producer of strawberries in in the United States. That is, that, that still it's almost comical to to me to hear that because when you look at California and Florida, now you think Tennessee or West Tennessee was the biggest strawberry producer is a joke, but it it's a fact. Um, but it's no comparison in what we do today compared to the quality of what the matted row berries were born, you know, raised on just bare ground. And plastic culture, we're 100% sold on that, and it's the only way to grow berries and and far as we're concerned it's it's the only way to grow pumpkins uh, there's a lot more expense but your quality and your yield is uh there's it's just so much more you know it's kind of interesting to, to be in a county work in a county that had the history of we were the second most diverse county in the nation uh in the 40s and uh, 50s and you think about where rail runs through our county, all the little towns and stuff were places people could uh, sell produce, and it was shipped, uh, you know, sh shipped out of here, probably Chicago, New York, places mm -hmm. uh, that more dense populated areas, and and so it was a it was a big deal, and it was a 
a very diverse agriculturally uh, community to live in. And so uh, the multi-generational thing didn't, I noticed uh, Walker, your son is, is taking uh, an active role in the farm and uh, I'm gonna ask Walker here, you know, what, what drew him to that interest in, in coming back to the family farm and being involved? Well, um, <clears throat> quite honestly, I mean, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. Um, uh, when I graduated high school, I went to college, got into agricultural business, and um, d at some point I decided school really wasn't for me. So uh, I came back to the farm 2017, 2018, somewhere in between there and um i've just every year that i'm here uh take more pride in what i do and how much hard work that goes on here to make the the business run and um i mean i don't regret anything i mean this is uh this is definitely what i want to do and it, it, it is a lot of uh hard labor blood sweat and tears and uh but um yeah, I mean, this is this is exactly where I want to be. You know, that brings back to a, a major point of why people are in agriculture, and it's a way of life. Uh, you know, the fact that it's a family-owned, family-operated business uh, has always uh, been a major focal point of, of farming. And uh, in today's environment where we've got uh, fewer people involved in agriculture. Uh, it's it's always a, a point of interest to see if if there are children in the operation that want to uh, pick up and and continue that that family business. Uh, Denton, can you tell me when uh, your your opening date? Did you mention that earlier? Yeah. Okay, your opening date for the, the pumpkin sales and activities is what? It's, uh, September 25th. September 25th. Daniel Wiggins here. Uh, Denton, I just got a quick question back to the agritourism stuff. Do you have an estimate, an idea on how many folks come through during the spring, during strawberry production, or even for the pumpkin production for your fall fest stuff that you do here in the fall? You know, we do not. I, we don't have any way to really put a, a, any numbers on that. I wish I did know. Um, I do know that in in strawberry season, we don't have near the, the crowd that we do in the fall. Uh, and in the berry season, uh, our customers are, I'd say, average age is really 50-plus. It's older generation. And when you get into the fall, I mean, it's – from it's babies to elderly, it's everybody. Everybody loves the fall stuff. But I know we know thousands, but I'd put a number, uh, I, you know, I wish I, I had a good way to figure that out, but I don't. But it is uh, on the weekends. It, I would not, I would not really recommend to come then unless you just enjoy crowds. But uh, thank goodness people come and they like it. I've got one question about the agritourism. What brought you into getting involved in the agritourism and letting the general public come to your farm and visit? 
<laughs> well, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not a real people person, and I, I'm one I like to be in the fields. And when we started growing strawberries, the deal was I told Donna, my wife, I said, hey, I grow them, you sell them, because I'm not real fond of dealing with the public. And after we've been up all night frost protecting and, and uh, hearing the complaining about a, a bad product because it's going to happen, you know, you, 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 we don't check every berry and some stuff slips out the door we don't like and don't like our name on it. But, hey, it's it's part of the business and it's going to happen. But uh, I guess to answer your question, we, we originally started out with the pumpkins and uh, it was nothing but an honor box system, which uh, I know a lot of people said you need to have your head examined. Uh, but we 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 were sold on it that it worked, and I think it was pretty effective for the most part. And but, but the business grew so much that we had people coming in here, pulling out with truckloads of pumpkins, and I was starting to get a little nervous. Going, oh good lord, I hope they paid. And uh, I uh, you know, and I just try to turn the other way and go, okay, you know, it's okay. And so. But I did catch, I didn't mean to, but I did see where people had put folded pieces of paper in the money box and didn't pay. And uh, we grew to the point we said, enough's enough. Okay, we're going – and that's when Walker came back to the farm. He needed a job, needed something to do. I said, okay, you're going to be taking up money because I know he'll, he'll probably pay your salary. And, hey, it more than paid his salary. And we learned then the honor days – uh, honor box system that day is over a lot of people didn't like it but you know what it was just the way the world is today we couldn't do it any longer but uh, so with the pumpkins we didn't have to deal with the public they were on their own with the honor box but now uh, we have grown into agritourism and that uh, we don't do the the uh, uh, a lot of activities like a lot of farms do in the fall but we have set up a deal called Pumpkinville with a lot of activities for families, and we're really big on photo ops and a lot of color and 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 stuff that we have our labor to build for displays. And we have gone gone into a corn maze, and so we are dealing with the public a lot more than I ever anticipated. And on weekends, um, it's it gets really 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 uh, busy around here, and. It, I, I I feel very uncomfortable at times with the crowds and and because there's uh, it, you know you're dealing with all these people and don't ever know what somebody's going to do. But it, it uh, hey we get through it. It's a day at a time and it's all exciting and it's a lot of fun when it goes well. And uh, but we we enjoy what what we're doing and 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 to the point that we have grown. I've got one more question for you. Denton, uh, can you elaborate on the number of varieties of pumpkins you grow here on the farm and maybe the varieties of strawberries and row crops? Uh, I don't know if the general public understands what all goes on in the different varieties and how the management, how each one of them has a different growing tendency. And maybe you could just elaborate just a little bit, not go in too much detail, but just the number of varieties and what all you have to go through. Okay. Well, the strawberries are pretty plain and simple. We've, we've stuck with one variety, Chandler, and that was uh, uh, actually um, 
developed in California, and, 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 and that is not, not a shipping berry. It is a fresh market berry, and that's the reason they don't grow it anymore. Some of the roadside stands, I believe, still do, and they have some excellent soils out there, and it's a great berry. But we, we grow just Chandler. And uh, but it is a fresh market berry. When we sell it, you need to get it home and put it up, consume it. It will not sit around for a week like those sitting in Walmart. Uh, pumpkins, total different deal. It's much more complex. Uh, you know, we want to be the one-stop shop, and uh, we we know people want to be able to go to one spot and get everything that they can. And we have most everything available, but mums, and uh, we haven't stepped into that yet. Uh, but we do grow over a hundred different varieties, and in in uh, in November the seed catalogs come out for the next year for pumpkins, and so after the holidays, uh, me and Walker we get together and we have a stack full of all the magazines, and we go through looking for every the weirdest, ugliest, or or whatever funkiest pumpkins that's out there. Because that's what people want. They don't want just the plain orange anymore. Uh, you know, one time that's all you had, one choice. But it's like anything else in this world. Go pick out paint. <laughs> who likes that job? I mean, there's one million colors to pick from, and who can make up your mind? But our, we have a very diverse selection of pumpkins, and uh, putting them on the plastic just makes all the difference in the world with the vibrant colors and the quality, and they're clean. And uh, But... Uh, that's our key is we just like to have the great selection of everything that's exotic and weird out there. We want to thank Denton and Walker at Green Acres Farm in Milan for hosting uh, or participating in our Meet the Farmer podcast. Thank you so much for listening today uh, on the Tennessee Farm to Family podcast. We hope you'll continue to find us and learn more from UTTSU Extension. And with that, we sign off till next time. Mm-hmm.